hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line, that's right, and it looks a little different in here, does it, it not? It does. Looks a little different for a Monday show, but uh, we've decided to make some changes. And Maybe. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit of a test run, but we right. decided that we are going to make over the line for now, Trish and I both, and we're gonna see how that goes. Yeah, they can be fun. I have a lot of opinions. So it's yes, you do. <laughs> so it's gonna be like Friday Night Live for each episode, right? But, and the reason we came to that conclusion or that decision is because our numbers were so much higher on the Friday Night Live than they were the the two shows each week where it was just me. So instead of me, you know, just not swallowing my pride and being like, <laughs> I'm just going to do it on my own. I said, why don't we just give this a shot? Because there's plenty of podcasts out there that, you know, have a male-female dynamic. Right. There's, you know... Uh, podcasts that have multiple people gain more traction in the first place, and it's easier on the hosts themselves to have somebody to bounce stuff off of as well instead of me yammering on for an hour straight every time because it can get monotonous. And even though I'm talking about different stuff, it's kind of like, oh, Andrew's just saying the same thing over and over, which I feel like I do sometimes. But do you Do you know what I think this is all about? What? I don't watch all of the episodes, so you're making me <laughs> do the show with yes. you to make sure I watch them all. This now. is my way of making you watch the podcast from here on out. <laughs> By the way, uh, wearing my Mind Trip shirt tonight. Yes, he is. Trish told me to change it. Yes, I did. And I stood my ground. Yes, he did. <laughs> this is uh, one of my best friends. Uh, he is the drummer in this band, band formerly known as Mind Trip. Now, don't get me wrong. I love those guys, but... I just thought you should change a shirt. They're not together anymore, unfortunately. So this is uh, the memorial in, in memorandum. What's it called? Yeah, you said it right. Yeah. So anyway, excited to, to check this out and see how this goes. Uh, if you guys would that are watching, whether you're watching live or on the backside, share this video. Share it with your friends, your family. Comment, tag, do whatever you got to do. And uh, hook it up. Hook it up, and we love you long time. Well, also, as we do these, we're going to try to be interactive as we are on Friday Night Live. I was not doing a whole lot of that when I was doing the regular over-the-line show mm -hmm. because I was so locked in to what I was talking about that it was hard for me to revisit the chat and see what everybody was saying or whatever. Right. But with two of us, it's going to make it a lot, a lot easier. Well, if we're going to do that on a regular basis, I need to have a way to read the chat. Yeah. You need a you need a set of eyeballs. You need some reading glasses. <laughs> I have eyeballs. I just can't see the screen from here. I wonder if we could reposition these screens, though. Probably. But, I mean, because we're, we're literally sitting beside each other. There's no reason we both can't see the screen. Yeah, but that's facing you. That's at an mm. angle to me. Yeah. So I guess I guess like I can read everything on that screen over there. Yeah, I can read every bit of it. I can't on this screen over here, which is where the chat is. I guess it's possible we could swap the two. It would just it would take a lot of changing settings and stuff. And I have a short attention span, so I'd never get it accomplished. 
Before we get into what we want to talk about, because you saw the title of this this uh, podcast is, Is Brian Laundry Actually Dead? And that is a legitimate question we want to ask. But first, I have to point out this incident with Joe Biden doing a CNN town hall, Anderson Cooper. This was, uh, what was this, two or three nights ago, I guess. And even though Joe Biden's not holding formal press conferences, he does tend to go back to these town halls, and it's always on CNN because, you know, they're going right. to fluff him and, you know, uh, hold his uh, hold his bags for him. But he had a moment where he seemed to uh, freeze standing in place mm-hmm. with two fists like Cornholio himself. <laughs> like he was skiing down a mountain. <laughs> and it was the most... <laughs> bizarre sight that I've seen in a long time. I found uh, from Sky News, and I I do not know this lady's name, but every time I see a video of her, she's absolutely hilarious. She hosts one of the shows on Sky News, and I figured she would uh, do the best job at explaining to you guys (laughs) what exactly happened uh, with this CNN town hall. Let's do a quick check-in with the Biden administration. Our own James Morrow will bring you a comprehensive update on Joe Biden's dreadful CNN town hall and his many, many gaffes. But even when he wasn't answering questions, the president seemed incapable of behaving normally. Watch his fists here. About that, with just in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that... <laughs> what is he doing? Well, I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's listening to Anderson Cooper. You can see he's really concentrating, but why keep your hands up? That's so strange. The, in, this was just near-term inflation. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal recently talks to like 67 uh, financial experts who said that they, they saw high inflation going all the way or deep into 2022. what is going on did he think he was out for a sunday drive or perhaps he was daydreaming about riding a pony at a country (laughs) i have a question there's been a lot of green screen with uh biden lately do you think that he's actually holding on to something that's helping him stand up yeah you think he's in front of a green screen he's actually holding yeah. the script with the answers to the questions no i'm wondering if he's holding on to something that's helping him stand up he is it's the pony you see it right here <laughs> giddy up cowboy <laughs> that's such a good job cropping that pony that is too. so funny yeah. Who knows? I love I think that. He wasn't the only member of his administration <laughs> behaving bizarrely. Here's the Veep, Kamala Harris, this week doing whatever this is. Okay. okay. I, I didn't see this until right before the show, but just watch Kamala Harris. Here. Okay. This is bizarre. There you are. Hello, Governor. Thank you for welcoming me. Um, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, thank you. Um, And then, of course, the Speaker and Senate Leader Stuart Cousins, where is she? There you are. Thank you. It's good to see you all. And to Congressman Jamal Bowman. (laughs) What in God's name is happening, James? 
I don't know. I think you're just doing the chicken dance or something. I, <laughs> I didn't even notice her doing that. She's doing this number right here. Like, she's about to fly I think what probably happened is Kamala Harris accidentally got into Joe's amphetamines, the ones they give him to prop him up on stage. You know, he has mood swings when he does his You know, I think he's holding those walking poles. You know, Walker. I'm telling you that he's, he's holding something. Walker. No, the walking poles that take you take them to the track with you. Oh, oh, oh. I want to see her do that again because I didn't see her doing the chicken dance. Yeah, just uh, just give me like a ten second w- of it. Watch her arms here. Hold on, let me find it. I, I mean, I, yeah, I didn't notice it. Yeah, just, just pay attention to the arms. This I'm, is... I'm watching now. Trust there me. There you are. Hello, Governor. Thank you for welcoming me, um, Congresswoman Ocasio Cortez. Thank you. Um, and then, of course, the speaker and Senate leader Stuart Cousins, where is she? There you are. Thank you. It's good to see you all. And to Congressman Jamal Bowman. <laughs> She's... <laughs> I didn't even notice that the first time. It's like they're on drugs. Again, we know Joe Biden is being put on something. Methamphetamines or <laughs> whatever. <all> <laughs> He's on methamphetamines or something because there's no way he'd be able to stand up and give a speech. Do you think they got into the drawer that Trump left behind? What do you mean? You remember they had this whole big conspiracy that Trump was on drugs? Oh, they said there was a whole drawer full behhind the yeah resolute desk. And they said Don Jr. was on coke because he had no. I'm saying they even had pictures of the drawer open with uh, drugs in it. Right. They got into the um to the stash. So. There's there's something because you again you watch Joe Biden in a speech and he goes from talking really really loud and sternly to whispering. I got him the money, <laughs> and that's a telltale sign to somebody that's on drugs. And the only conclusion for me would be Kamala Harris has gotten into Joe Biden's drugs that they set aside for public appearances, right? And she's. But that's not the. This is the best part. I found this on TikTok. Like you and I do everything else, we find everything on TikTok. That's all we do anymore. It's this is the best content is on TikTok by far. Somebody went through a gambit of Photoshop things for Joe Biden to be hanging on to. About that, with just in terms of inflation, because you had told us at a town hall, I think it was in July that the in, this was just near-term inflation. The Wall Street Journal recently talks as like 67 uh, financial experts. About that, with just in terms of inflation, because <laughs> you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the in, this was just near-term inflation. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal recently talks as like 67 uh, financial experts. About that, with just in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, <laughs> that now, How long did the, those go in, on this, for? <laughs> And he got a jetpack and he took off. How long did he hold his hands up there? Yeah. I it, it seemed like just from the videos I saw, it was for a solid like 20, 30 seconds. So did Anderson Cooper at any time acknowledge it? No. Through his behavior? No. Like he didn't do any nonverbal acknowledgement of it? No, because they go through extensive practice before any of these to do everything they can to make Joe Biden look as normal as possible. Right. So they, they it's almost... You can almost guarantee they know something like this is going to happen, and so they've they've been through a lot of practice to make sure that they don't flinch. Do you think his hands are taped to poles? 
<laughs> to keep him standing. They just green screened everything out. I don't know. I, I just, it's bizarre. It's always something bizarre when uh, Joe Biden is out on stage. Real quick, reminding you guys about Vapor Forge out on 280. They are wide open and waiting on you to come see them. 4673 Highway 280 East right here in Birmingham. Vaporforge.com. My man Tony and the rest of the crew, they're going to take care of you. Just make sure you mention over the line when you go down there. Say, hey, I heard Andrew talking about you. Now, they'll probably say something bad about me because those guys like to pick on me. But whatever they say, just remember... If they say something about me, it's not true. Also, patreon.com slash Andrew McLean, who y'all know all about that. If you want to be a part of that, make sure you go to that website and uh, hook us up. Everybody that's involved with Patreon, we love you so very much. Y'all uh, y'all do wonders in helping us get this show going. All right, as the title says, is Brian Laundry actually dead? And... You and I, I think, are kind of on the same wavelength. We're not committed that he's dead, but we're definitely not committed that he's alive. I don't think he's alive. I mean, I don't think he's dead. I really don't either. No, but I don't think he's dead. The more things that come out about this, it, it just seems more likely that it, it, this is... Nothing adds up, is what it comes down to. And that's the problem to. I'm having with this case, you know is that from the very beginning, things didn't make sense, you know? And, and, and you can't tell me that we've had police officers, cadaver, do- uh, cadaver dogs out searching, uh, dive team searching, FBI for over a month, and his parents go out there, and in less than an hour, boom, we found a notebook, we have found a body, well, we found, a, I guess, a partial skull, and um, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, well, and and I want to talk in a in a moment about the the discovery itself. Mm-hmm. We you and I talked about it on Friday, but um, the autopsy that was done over the weekend, mm-hmm. they were trying to determine if it was Brian Laundry and what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they the did it in less than twenty four hours. Right, which it was is very crazy. Yeah, very quick. But we <laughs> find out once that information's released that the autopsy was deemed inconclusive and now an anthropologist has to examine it to to find out the cause of death well and i've i've heard different you know specialists say like they couldn't find dna because it was just a jawbone um and then i've heard others say well they can get dna from teeth and from bone um so we'll just have to see they said that there wasn't a DNA match, but I'm thinking that's just because there was no tissue to test, maybe. Not that it didn't match because it wasn't him, but because there was no tissue to test. So maybe that's why they have to wait. Well, here's my question, and, and maybe the time frame for me is com- completely off. But <clears throat> this is not a story from last year. This is not even a story from six no. months ago. No, We knew where Brian Laundrie was at, what? Uh, a month and a half ago? How long has it been? Well, September 15th is the official day, I think, that the the police were called in to search for So him. not even a month and a half. So we'll say right. six weeks. Right. He's been... How does a body decompose 
to the point of all that's left are fragments of bone in six weeks. Well, I, I, I genuinely don't know. Well, I mean, first of all, we have to think about where he is. He's in the swamps in Florida. Um, you've got, you know, crawfish and bacteria and um, what crocodiles or alligators. I'm right. not sure what's in that. You know, you've got all kinds of wildlife, first of all, that will feed off of a body. I mean, that's kind of gruesome to say. Um, but then you also have the elements of the heat, the water, the sun, like all that kind of stuff playing into it as well. Yeah. So it seems from the experts I've been listening to that that's not out of out of the realm of possibility, especially if animals drug them off. I mean, out of what are the, like 206 bones in the body, that's the only thing they've found so far. Um, and it, it, it was a, a partial... It was a partial dental match, which, you know, there are so many conspiracies in this case. Right. Does it... <laughs> is it I, I don't know, again, but is it that far off to say, how do you get a dental match that quick when you've got very well, little dental to match? Right. Well, and it, and it could be that they went ahead and got ordered, like, the, the dental records from his dentist... My first question is going to be, who is his dentist? Because I'm hearing that a close family member is a dentist. So um, I'm wanting to know where the records came from. If the police or the FBI had those records on hand, I would assume they would. I mean, they started talking weeks ago about him being eaten by wildlife. So that might be something that they had waiting um, but it is very quick turnaround for them to identify the teeth if they didn't yeah. have those records. God knows the FBI has my dental records. I can almost guarantee <laughs> it. Uh, but the New York Post reported that the autopsy was deemed inconclusive and his mm-hmm. remains will be shipped to anthropologists to try to determine how the young man died. The news came two days after his remains were found in his backpack and his notebook in a Florida park near his parents' house in Northport. So um, that is another aspect to it. First of all, they found uh, a bag. They found a notebook. Mm -hmm. The notebook they're now saying is possibly salvageable. Right. Which may give us some insight on what, you know, who knows what he was writing in this notebook, if he was writing anything. Right. But could there be some sort of a a suicide note or something that that gives a little more insight on what happened? Because as of right now, if this is Brian Laundrie and he's dead because of whatever, we're never going to get any answers as to what happened. Right. So it's almost like you want that to not be him Mm -hmm. so you can continue to pursue getting answers. But uh, according to Fox News, Chris and Roberta Laundrie on October 20th discovered a notebook among other items in a bag at the uh, Creek Environmental Park in Northport, Florida, not far from where the authorities found Brian Laundrie's partial remains and that's another important part the the authorities found his remains but his his parents the day of or the day after are allowed to go with the search party mm-hmm. and automatically find his belongings well but from what i understand they weren't with police when they found the stuff that they found right they just made the search public to where right. they could go to the scene right. and snoop around and then all of a sudden they've got his stuff right Come exactly. 
Come well, on. and something else that's developing, I haven't seen this on um, any of the news outlets yet. It may be by this point, but some of the people, neighbors, and also other people that have been protesting outside went to the location where they found these things. And they found other things like Gabby Petito's water bottle. Um, this is all, they filmed the entire thing from the time they walked into the reserve to the time they found it. They flagged police down and tried to give these items over to police. Um, and the police are on video telling them, we don't want that stuff, just throw it away. Um, and then later, after being pressured because they kept insisting, hey, we've got evidence over here, the police have since retrieved this stuff from them. Um, but they found five or six things that look like they would be evidence. And I don't understand how they can find this man's body or part of it and not search for more bones, not search for more evidence, not go ahead and comb that location. But they're letting YouTubers and TikTokers and neighbors and all of these people basically walk through a crime scene. Right. And they're finding stuff. It's not like this place has been combed and there's nothing left. They are finding evidence. So... Well, we we know, everyone knows that I have zero faith in the FBI. So... But the, the the problem for them is a public relations problem because the the longer, the more that other people end up doing their job, the more people are going to question like to it, yeah. you and I are mm-hmm. and wanting to know answers <clears throat> to why were they the ones that found it as soon as they got to come out there? Why is there a hand sticking out of the laundry's garden in their backyard? <laughs> like, I still want answers to that because well, that I wasn't never, a hand. Though. Are you sure? I, I've watched that video mm, so many times, and it looks you. like she was pulling weeds, and that one of the weeds popped back, causing like a. Um, but didn't she like hand him something? Not if, the, if you hand? watch. If you watch the video slowed down and really like watch the video, it looks to me. And you know me, I'm going to look into it. Um, it looks to me like she was pulling weeds and one snapped back. Mm. And it just caused an illusion. That's what it looks like to me. For all I know, there's 10 bunkers under their house. I have yeah. no idea. Um, but that's what that one looked like to me. But for the this family, all right, whether it's a bunker or you know they shipped them <laughs> off to, to Mexico or whatever, for the family to refuse to help, until the day that they walk on scene and find something, you cannot, in any sense of the word, put it past them that they didn't cover this up. I mean, that's the accusation from well, people that are out there protesting in front of their house absolutely. and everybody else. But they needed, if they are in fact covering this up, they needed time. And their solution was never going to be let him go out in the woods and die and get eaten by an alligator or whatever, they were going to come up with a plan to make sure he could go on and live his life. Right. And I think that was his plan as well. So the question is, where's the kid at? Well, and, and it's very clear that they knew something. Their attorney has been speaking out, who's also been like a, a family friend for a long time. Um, and he's out saying, look, I told him not to speak to police. I told him not to speak to the family. I told them not to speak to anyone. So th- the family had been trying to talk to them for 11 days before they even reported her missing. So why would the fa- why would his parents reach out to an attorney and get advice from an attorney 
if they didn't already know what had happened. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, because you don't just reach out to an attorney and get advice like that unless you know something has happened and you don't want to get incriminate, you know, incriminate anybody. Yeah. I just, um, you know, I, of course I'm the, I'm the type of person. I'm kind of like you. I, I'm not going to buy the narrative while so many questions are still hanging out mm-hmm. there. And that's on any, any issue on this issue in particular. My my initial thought, and really to this day, my thought is, okay, Gabby, God rest her soul, mm-hmm. she's one of tens of thousands of people uh, uh, all across the world, including those her age, that have gone missing and never been found. Right. So what's special about Gabby compared to the rest of these people? Is this one big distraction for something else? In Washington, D.C., in the news cycle, there was absolute chaos for the Biden administration as soon as this story came across the wire. We're talking the Afghanistan stuff, mm-hmm. inflation, unemployment, all of these things, the crisis at the southern border, and it was a perfect opportunity to take America's eyes off the ball and look over here at this new shiny object. They can go back and look in history, I'm talking about recent history, the past two or three decades, and see where a high-profile murder case, court case, whatever, will literally grab the attention of the entire country and not let it go. Uh, the first one I think of is the OJ case. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it could distract America to where they no longer worry about it. The thing is, we're not living in Democrats' 1990 realm of controlling the news cycle. Mm-hmm. We've got a million different ways to consume our news, and we're not relying on one of the three major networks anymore. So I think a large portion of the country that keeps up with this stuff on a regular basis, we're looking away from this. Maybe keeping an eye on it, but looking at all this other stuff and saying, we got important stuff that's affecting more than just Gabby's family. Well, and I have to say, I think you're definitely onto something, because it used to be people didn't believe in, we'll call them conspiracies. They thought anyone that thought something was a conspiracy was a nut. And now everyone thinks everything is, an, is a conspiracy. And it's like every time I open up my TikTok, there's some new theory about what's happened in this case, some new conspiracy. And some of them, you guys, are just just so outlandish. It's one of the reasons why we didn't do another show on this, because you don't know what to believe as far as all of the information that's out there. Well, and there's a lot of conspiracies out there that turned out to be very true. Well, yeah. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the, the friggin' frogs, frogs gay. gay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it, it's funny that you play that because I quit listening to Alex Jones because of that episode right there, the frogs gay episode. Yeah. It turned out like a year and a half later that what he was talking about was actually true. It's a gay bomb, baby. <laughs> so I had to go. Well, I couldn't actually follow him again because they banned him on all social media platforms. It's a gay bomb. <laughs> Do you think Trump's going to let him on his social media platform? Absolutely. I think he should. I think so, too. I actually kind of miss Alex Jones. Absolutely. You know, he's he's a little off his rocker sometimes. I wonder what but he I, thinks about this case. I really enjoyed listening to him. He probably wouldn't speak on it, though, just because of the Sandy Hook connection. Well, that was when I initially started listening to him. I knew about him, but I didn't listen to him. And mm-hmm. once somebody gave me word, hey, he's he's talking about this Sandy Hook and making these these uh, crazy allegations and actually but providing some But he actually didn't do that, though. 
Well, they accused him of saying that it wasn't real. What he said was they used crisis actors. Right, right. Which that part was actually true. Right. So. Well, let's not get banned on Twitch. No, let's not do it. Let's not do it. Moving on. Um, So that will be interesting to see what happens with this autopsy, this anthropologist or whatever. It's bizarre to me that they can't even come to some sort of general conclusion with the autopsy, but. But see, this is another another thing I'm having a problem with because, like with Gabby, they didn't use DNA to to verify that it was her, which I, I find that hard to believe. Um, and then with him, they're saying they can't use the DNA. Maybe they will eventually. Um, but why wouldn't they want to verify with as much with as many people that are watching this and as many mistakes as as they have made in this case? Why wouldn't they at least want to verify that that's really him? Because what if he, hey, pops up in Mexico and they've got egg on their face? Oh, well, we guaranteed that it was him and no. Right. I mean, I feel like they're leaving a loophole there so that they can say, well, we never DNA tested, so we couldn't say for 100% sure that it was him. Yeah, how much that, you know? that works in their favor exactly to be able to have something to fall back on and say, well, it's not our fault, it's this thing's fault. Well, Right. It's this part where we so and so missed a step and we'll investigate it and see who who had the lapse in judgment and didn't get this done. Well, and that's and I had a huge problem with the fact that the stepfather identified her and they didn't go through the dental records and the DNA and all that kind of stuff that they made a positive ID just based on what he's saying he saw but then they also said she had been out in the desert for five weeks or whatever at that time so i don't know i mean Mm. i feel like i feel like they're not checking the boxes in in cases where they would like purpose like yeah because normally that's a no-brainer they're like okay we can't come out and say if it's him or not until we have the dna results back it might take six to eight weeks before we can let you guys know 100 percent that that's who it is that's what you normally hear in cases like this well this is these you are know? normal tactics and, and you can even look at recent situations on the political side of things of where the russia investigation the spy gate the james comey and the fisa courts you know they always had this one step or this one thing that went wrong that they were able to blame mm-hmm. and take the heat off of them and say, well, it wasn't we were doing something nefarious. It was this step that was missed. It but, was this thing. And they set it up that way as an insurance policy in case they get busted. But what would be, this is a murder investigation. So what would be the benefit in them having a fallback? Well, if the whole thing's a, a distraction, they, they just want to be able to, um, you know, they want to be able to con- create this distraction, but then if they get busted, then they want to be able to fall back on that and okay. say, well, it's that thing's fault, not our fault. So do you think that the media blew this story up in order to distract everyone from what was actually going on, but now they're like, okay, it's been five weeks, we've had the coverage we need on this, so we're just going to say it's him so that everybody can go back to their normal Nine to five. Yeah. Quit being a detective. I don't think that's a stretch because Democrats are in the bed with the media. The media and the Democrats are in bed with the FBI. No, I'm saying what would be the benefit to them hurrying up and ending it now? Well, in in the DOJ, they're all Uh in it together. You know, we've seen what Merrick Garland's doing in in labeling concerned parents at, at... 
parent-teacher meetings right. as domestic terrorists. Right. The benefit for the media is simply doing the bidding of the Democrat Party or of the Biden administration, mm-hmm. which they have done. They do benefit from that because they get cover for anything that they need or anything they need to be saved from. Hey, those are the guys in power. So we want to make sure that the side that we're friendly with or, or the side that's in power we're friendly with, and obviously they're not going to go with the Republic. They've created a, a, a personality for the mainstream media that is strictly left. The left will always protect the traditional media. And so that's where they benefit in the sense of why they would want to uh, be a part of this Well, they were paying $14,000 a month to be camped out on the yards of the neighbor's house. Yeah. The media was. I mean, so they, I mean, I'm just curious why all of a sudden they're wanting to say, um, okay, we found a jawbone. We're not going to test it to make sure it's his, like, to the extent we could. We're going to leave her belongings strung along the you know, the crime scene down here in Florida, we're not even going to do a grid search and make sure we find more of his bones to make sure that, you know, they just needed this story for a period of time. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's almost like they're like, okay, we're done. We don't need you guys anymore. You can all go home case case closed. And that's what made all of those people that were protesting outside the house and the neighbors go, no, 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 no. You just found his jawbone yesterday in a notebook and a backpack, right. and you packed it up and went home. We're going to go down there and see what we can find. They they have video of them finding bones, of them finding a noose, which some people say it used to be a swing, but it l- does look like a noose, um, a gun that was wrapped up in, in a rope. They found a water bottle, which you can see clearly she's carrying in a picture, and it's in the back of her van. It's a very distinct water bottle. Yeah. Um, they have all this on video of them finding it, taking it to the police officers and the police officers saying, just throw the stuff away. Um, I just find it very strange that we're doing this manhunt. And then all of a sudden when you find like the thing you've been looking for, for five weeks, you just like, whatever. Yeah. Just, let's just go home, throw it in the trash. We don't need it. It just, it, <laughs> it, what? it feeds into the, the, the cover up or the, I don't want to call it teamwork, but the collusion mm-hmm. between the media, between those that, between the FBI and between uh, the Biden administration. They're what? all in on it. Everybody benefits in a different way. Well, I'll tell you what it's doing, though, is it's opening the eyes to a lot of people that never believed that this kind of thing could go on. Because every time I open up my phone on TikTok or YouTube, there's someone else going, y'all, I can't believe this is going on. Yeah. What on earth? Well, I had a clip I was going to play, and I just played it all over you talking. (laughs) No, but I'm with you. Yeah, so it's uh, there are a lot of people that are starting to see things now. The flip side of that is you also have people that are believing every little thing that's posted. You know, people spreading misinformation and people running with it. Like, oh, I heard this happen and there's 10 videos about that being a fact and it's not. You know, so there's that problem as well. Well, and since we're talking about the media, that's why I wanted to bring this video up. I saw it earlier tonight Mm -hmm. and it's basically, (laughs) it's, it's news news bloopers. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get that out. Uh, where you remember the Bill O'Reilly, we'll do it live, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I love these news bloopers. They're absolutely number one. 
And so since we're on the topic of the media, I'm going to play this real quick. Even though it has nothing to do with nothing, <laughs> but just consider it uh, uh, my ADD kicking in. Playing golf. He told me that defense is blocked. Uh, yeah. well, I will show you. It's here for many reasons. It's just, that's just one of the reasons. Oh, yeah, jeez. Put that on the news. Traffic's backed up, and a city the size of Houston, there's always traffic. So what's the big deal? What the f*** are we doing out here? I asked you. What in the f*** are we doing here? We'll do it live! <laughs> do it live! My I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live! <laughs> thing sucks! Apparently we don't have that story. Right now, astronomers at the university... Shooting investigation in southwest Albuquerque. You can see... Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death. The f*** death. I'm dying this f***ing country ass f***ed up town. Flying in my mouth. Staying and doing nothing is as heinous as doing it all. Let's tell you a little bit more about Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. So basically, the deal. Okay, apparently, right. uh, unruly fan out there. Uh, campaign between James and Phoebe really heating up now. Oh, Thanks. This is the f***ing news. Filming that sex scene for Super Bowl. Yeah, that's not normal. <laughs> Moms don't sit in on their kids. I don't sex. think so. Come on, you've seen your daughter have sex. <laughs> hey. My daughter has not. If you guys want to take a station break, you can. But if you call me Chris Everett to my face one more time, I think that you, you probably won't say it again. I bet I do. Okay. Chris? Who writes this stuff? God, it's amazing. Are you guys lost like I am? It's like nobody talks the way that this stuff is written. Some intern at NBC News Channel writes this crap. And as for this job, well, not that I have a choice, but I quit. Community <laughs> leaders to re-examine their policy. Let me talk, Carol. Translate that for us. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Well, if you would let me talk. Okay. Okay. Like us. Good <laughs> so I refuse to talk about the Kardashians today. You are on he your left. own, Amy. I can't he do it. I, I've had enough Kardashians. He, I can't take any more Kardashian okay, stories on this show. Okay. There might be some ice. That's okay. Don't freak out. There's a part of the blade that can help you get that ice off just by doing this. Cameron Spur, your complete forecast, all today's news, straight ahead in the Fox Live and News. F***ing mother. What? Also today, some poor people in Detroit are without a place to go. Tough. What the f*** does that mean? So uh, there's something about uh, newsreel bloopers that I absolutely love, but can we just take a moment to appreciate how some of these news anchors were absolutely manhandling people? Oh, my God. Bill I mean, O'Reilly lost his... Oh, my God. I mean, there's a couple... He lost of, his mind. People are throwing punches. They're throwing guys on the ground. That, that one guy that was shooting the bird in the background, he was choking <laughs> him out. He straight up jumped on top of him. I'm like, Some of them need some Xanax. No doubt. That maybe that's a stressful business. I think what we need to do one night is we'll get uh, Andre Lindenberg piped in, mm -hmm. and we'll do a show about you know all, uh, news bloopers and get her to my tell favorite, some juicy stories. My favorite news blooper, and I know you know which one I'm talking about, is the two news anchors that were out at the wine festival 
stomping grapes and she fell off of the the thing and got hurt. Do you remember? No. Oh God, that one was it so the, funny. Oh, was it the lady that was on the uh uh that was on the platform and she's yes. like got the breath knocked there out? There it of is. Her? <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try this one. I this one actually I do remember this one. This is a classic. These buckets are filled with grapes. What kind of grapes? These are filled with This would be me all day long. the winner this Saturday who's stopping music, eating international foods, having wine tours and tastings, vineyard tours, seminars, arts and crafts. It's a lot of fun. A whole day. Stop. Oh, 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 she started getting cute. She just started stomping them She's little feet so fast. trying to get fancy, ass. yeah. I can't breathe. Stop. Oh, no. Oh, oh dear. I think she's actually hurt. No, there. I think she <laughs> is. <laughs> I think she's actually hurt. Thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I Like, of course, that. in the moment, you feel bad because you know that hurt, but yeah. it's... That would be my look. I would try to get fancy with it, and I'd just fall off the whole thing. Well, speaking of people getting hurt on the job... Mm-hmm. Uh, this Alec Baldwin stuff, right? Yes, yes. Uh, we're getting more details as the days go on about what exactly happened and even in some stories what the repercussions may be. It's mm-hmm. all speculation at this point, but uh, someone has to be held accountable when it comes down to it. Absolutely. Um, the details of the shooting itself, it seems like this lady, uh, Helena, is it Helena? Helena? Helena Hutchins. <laughs> She was shot in the chest when Alec uh, Baldwin fired this this prop gun, mm-hmm. which off the top make it, it seems kind of bizarre that you were pointing the gun in a way that would hit her directly in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us who have been around guns in our lives, we know you don't point a gun at anybody. Right. Unless you plan on shooting them. There is a, what's the decorum? There's a decorum when it comes to handling firearms. And maybe those of us in the South just know more about it than others. But even if it is a prop gun, you don't point it at people. Right. Okay. Even, you know, we've got a... a, P. Diddy's got a BB gun here, and it's a like a 9mm Beretta replica, but it shoots BBs. He's not allowed to point that at anybody, and he knows that. Even though he's not going to kill anybody and probably not even do anything more than sting if you get shot with it, he knows not to point it at anybody. But those on the set of this movie, Rust, apparently did not know that, so this lady unfortunately gets shot in the chest and... Died Now, according to one of the affidavits, they're saying that Alec Baldwin was practicing shooting the gun into the camera. Mm-hmm. And what I take away from that is he was, the, I guess maybe it was one of the scenes where mm-hmm. he points the gun directly at the camera and then shoots it, which is supposed to be a blank, so it would not have had a projectile at all. Right. It would have just on the big flash, the fire coming out of the barrel. Mm-hmm. But how 
how was there? First of all, did the camera get damaged? Second of all, why are why are people standing in the line of fire? And why did he not say something about it? Right before he fired the gun. Yeah, it just. I watched, it's it's hard it's hard to speculate when you didn't see it and there's no right. video of it or anything like that. And you know you do you don't want to jump on the conspiracy train every time something like this happens. But I did start watching some videos about what is normal for a new um, a movie set, and they typically will bring whenever guns are involved, they will bring in experts that will train the actors and the rest of the staff on gun safety. Um, they will practice with the weapons so that they can get used to the kickback. You can't just walk up and pick up a gun and shoot it straight. Like right. most people have to practice with the guns, um, which is very normal. They get out there and they, you know, they go through a lot to before they ever make it to the set to pick up that gun and shoot it. So I actually sent you a video that I found. Um, it's not the exact video I found, but it's it's a similar one of Will Smith. Um, how he reacted when someone had a gun. I don't want to say too much. I just want you to watch it. Did you send it on Messenger? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Look um, at you. I know I'm learning, you so guys. proud of you right now. I don't know whether or not he gets it. You know, that's another Yeah, it hasn't come through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I sent it. But um, so I do have questions on. I, I still, it still doesn't make sense to me why we have a gun on set that has live ammunition in it because it did have live ammunition. Yeah, in it. wait, where did the where did the live round come right. from because it had no business being on the set. And it, it's it's just amazing to me that this set is full of some of the biggest anti-gun gun mm-hmm. control activists you're going to find on the planet. Alec Baldwin, one of those. And now Alec Baldwin has gone from Pro extreme gun control to someone who has shot and killed more people than ninety nine percent of Americans. Yeah, it's really sad. Though. It is sad. It's very sad. And and I heard a story saying, and this is one of those things where, once again, just like with the Petito case, you're hearing one news outlet say one thing, another saying another thing. But I heard that they were using the guns to just target practice to have fun with when they weren't on set and that the live ammunition was stored in the same place as the blanks. To me, that is completely irresponsible. And if that is the case, there should be definitely have repercussions for that. Well, and you start, that's that's ridiculous. You you start looking into who's the person that was overseeing that stuff, bringing Mm -hmm. the guns in, bringing the blanks, whatever. And there always is something from their past that should have been a red flag, whether right. you're talking about a school shooter or whatever. You always, in retrospect, go back and look and be like, man, you should have known something right. like that was going to happen. You think about the officer that shot Ashley Babbitt, mm-hmm. right? He is a, um, a is not, I don't guess it's Secret Service, but he's Capitol Police that details inside the building. Right. He had been disciplined in the past for leaving his government-issued firearm in a freaking bathroom where anybody could have grabbed it see that's why i couldn't be an officer i'd do the same thing and that's why (laughs) and now he's over here shooting a 120 pound unarmed female without giving any warning which is completely against all the rules uh and that's that's a a little bit different than leaving your gun around though well yeah yeah i mean these but this just the 
the point of that is when you look into the guy that oversaw this. Mm-hmm. Irresponsible behavior is a pattern. Irresponsible behavior right. is a pattern because right. now Fox News is reporting that the guy who gave Baldwin the firearm was fired from his past movie set job after a prop gun accident, right? And so you go on, this story says, let me see if I can find the details so are they of it. not vetting their employees? Uh, I, I guess not. I, I mean... I, Let's see. Russ, chief electrician, speaks out, says negligence and unprofessionalism caused the accident. He said, yes, I was standing shoulder to shoulder with Helena during this fatal shot that took her life and injured the director. Uh, He wrote on Facebook, uh, he said, I was holding her in my arms while she was dying, her blood on my hands. Um, First of all, this is a producer uh, from the film freedom's path he said first of all our condolences go out to everyone affected by the recent tragic event in new mexico he said i can confirm that dave holtz who is the guy that gave alec baldwin the gun with the blanks in it Mm -hmm. i can confirm that david holtz was fired from the set of freedom's path in 2019 after a crew member incurred a minor and temporary injury when a gun was unexpectedly discharged Halls was removed from the set immediately after the prop gun discharged. Producers or production did not resume filming until Dave was off-site. An incident report was taken and filed at that time. So somebody's already been injured because of this guy's negligence. The guy that was overseeing this. The guy that gave right. the prop gun to Alec Baldwin. And so you've got to look into your employees' past before you bring them on your movie set, especially if they're the ones dealing with the firearms. And that would be the first thing you find out about it. It was only 2019. I'm sure they heard rumors about it just word of mouth. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go look at his permanent record. You probably already knew about it, but nonetheless, they put him on there. Yeah. But here's where it gets interesting. And I heard this. Trish brought it up. I think she, uh, on Friday Night Live, actually. Yeah. Well, or you know, you're talking about we can, later on. We, we found out the story this weekend and and on in today. But I, I just want to go step by step. So, the shooting victim of Alec Baldwin, this Helena Helena mm-hmm. lady, just call her Miss Miss <laughs> whatever her last name is. I forgot her last name already. Uh, Hutchins. Yes, Miss Hutchins is the wife of a Latham and Watkins lawyer, okay? Now, that may not seem like much of anything to your average person, but it is very important when you go and you look at who Latham and Watkins is, the, the, the firm Latham and Watkins, you find out that's the law firm that the guy that was recently indicted on the Durham report, mm-hmm. that's who he works for. Right. Okay, so, and, and I'm confusing people right now, I know. The Durham investigation is looking into how the Russia investigation started against Trump, how they got spied on, and the malfeasance that ensued during that, that period of time. We've come to the conclusion that Hillary Clinton was one of the masterminds behind this Russia collusion accusation. She went through her law firm, Perkins Coey, 
in order to purchase the dossier where it was this false, made up, completely made up document about Trump having hookers peeing on a bed in a Russia hotel room that Obama used to stay in and, and the collusion and all that. Hillary paid for that. And then the FBI turned around and used that false document to give to the FISA court to get warrants to spy on George Papadopoulos and Carter Page. Right. Then they also used this other uh, law firm because the guy that was uh, con- the guy that's been indicted was lying on behalf of the Clinton campaign. He lied, and that's why he was indicted because he lied to the FBI. But what did he lie about? He lied about his ties with Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. He lied about his ties with the Clinton camp. And once they found out, they realized quickly, hey, this guy's covering up for the Clintons and their involvement in Spygate, in Russiagate. And of course he's going to do that because otherwise he's going to get killed. So what does this lawyer that just so happens to work for a law firm associated with the Clintons, his wife gets killed on a movie set by a tragic accident, what are the chances of... Clinton body count number 67 being a coincidence in this case. I know. Well, and we were kind of half joking Friday night when we brought it up. Yeah. We, and that I, was before the news even came out that there was a tie. I literally said, I should have pulled the clip up and, and replayed it, but I literally said, I'm not going to be surprised if there's a Clinton tie in this story mm-hmm. because it seems like it's a very Clinton-esque way to take somebody well, out. Well, and the fact that Baldwin was involved when he's so heavy in politics. Right. Like, he is so heavy in politics. The lawyer who allegedly advised the 2016 Hillary Clinton presidential campaign was indicted Thursday on a charge of lying to the FBI. Now, this is back in September. Federal prosecutors say Michael Sussman, then a partner at, at Perkins Coey, lied when he offered a tip that year about a possible secret electronic channel between former President Trump and a Russian bank. So he was part of this, you know, dog pile on top of the dossier. Mm-hmm. The dossier is out. You know, that gets that gets put out there. They're using it in the FISA court. And then this guy, who's directly tied to Hillary Clinton, says, oh, I, yep. I can confirm that stuff's true because mm-hmm. I, I know for a fact they're talking to the Russians and Russian banks. So now we find out that this is the wife of one of these people, the wife of a, a Latham and Watkins lawyer. There's there. It's it's impossible, in my opinion, for there to be any more coincidences when it comes to the Clintons. Mm-hmm. It's just not possible. And again, we were half joking. I don't even know if I was really well, joking. Well, I wasn't joking. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't joking just because of who the shooter was, because he is a shooter, even if it was an accident. Um, he's so knee deep in politics, you know? Yeah. That's why I wasn't joking at the time. But I mean, obviously, not everything is a conspiracy. Some things are just accidents, some things are just coincidences. Who knows? Um, this is but the most, this is kind of crazy that just Friday night we were like, well, you know, it's the most Clinton thing ever. I mean, that, that's why it was so easy for us to predict. You owe me a favor. Yeah, <laughs> you know. 
stick a uh, stick a live round. I, in the I gun. sent you uh, a TikTok of that video that I was trying to send you from YouTube to see if maybe it would come through. This one, yeah, because this guy plays a clip of what I was trying to talk about. Like these these celebrities, they are trained on gun safety and and uh, <laughs> I don't know what this guy's going to say at the front side of it, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen this one, actually. Let me see. Well, I, I just, sent it to you, so... Is this the one you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. I, I just, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to um, probably just play the audio. Let me see if I can get this on the... I'll let the Fresh Prince explain we the have probable to see reason it. that person got shot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible gun safety. I'll let the Fresh Prince explain. So he's uh, well. That was from a Will Smith movie. Well, that's just well, it's just somebody lifted up a gun near him, and he took it away and made sure it was not loaded. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You know, and then he's kind of laughing, trying not to make the guy feel bad. If you watch the full clip. You know, he's like, terrible gun safety, you know? But, I mean, these people are trained. I mean, they are actors, but they have military people come out and train them. They have experts in the field come out and train them. Right. They have medics and everything else on site for any situation. I was watching one video where they have all the actors with AK-47s laying on their stomach shooting at targets. And, I mean, like, tons of training. They don't just go... Hey, Mr. Baldwin, here's a gun. Shoot it towards the camera, you know. So. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. We're out of time for this episode. Wow, but I, that was quick. It, it goes by fast. Can I just tell you, I had a migraine all day today. Yeah. Up until the time we started, and it's gone. Look at that. Yay. What's up? Yay. Doing podcasts does wonders. It really does. Because I can get in here. I could be in the worst mood, have the worst day. And for an hour, you can kind of escape mm-hmm. and just hang out. And uh, you don't think it had to do with the Advil I popped right before we walked in the room? No, absolutely not. Had nothing to do with Advil. (laughs) Uh, When we come back to uh, on Wednesday, I want to talk about the stuff that's going on in New York because Mm -hmm. first responders, uh, thousands and thousands of first responders, city workers, they took to the streets today to to protest the vaccine mandate because they've been given the ultimatum. Get the vaccine by this coming Friday or be put on unpaid leave. Mm -hmm. And these people are pushing back. And it's very important, not just for New York, but for the entire country, that people are fighting back and saying, you are not going to force this on us. I could not be more proud of America as a whole Mm -hmm. when I see this kind of stuff because we've been known as a society to be the type of people that's like, okay, just don't inconvenience just my make life. make it easy for and me. And I'll, I'll do whatever. Right. But people are fed up and pushing back, and it makes me so incredibly happy. We'll talk about that stuff on Wednesday. <laughs> I've got... And, and not I to was mention, about to say something. It was like... <clears throat> well, and there's new accusations on Dr. Fauci, and not just he was funding gain-of-function research, but other research that is going to cause animal rights activists to absolutely lose Well, and mind. I was about to say... Now they're talking as early as next week, making vaccines mandatory for children between the ages of 5 and 11, I think. Yeah. And you start messing with mama bear and papa bear, and things are going to stop. Trust me. 
Yeah, you want to put a vaccine on yeah. my kid, bring it on, buddy. Exactly. Over my dead body. Mm-hmm. It ain't happening. Well, that's it. This is your brand new uh, setup for Over the Line. Trish and I will be doing the show yeah. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So make sure you tell your friends, your family, and y'all come hang out with us. It's going to be interactive, just that's like fun. the other shows are. You can still catch the podcast on Twitch, the replay. You can find it on Rumble. We will uh, we'll post a little preview with a link for you to find it on YouTube. And then the audio platforms always got the show. So y'all check that out out and until next time see you guys